Hello and welcome to uh, my first actual podcast by myself. I've done a couple with uh, one of my buddies named Gabe. Uh, shout out Flag in the Pod. Um, but so this is your first episode, and today's special guest I have my good friend Matt. Matt, say what's up. What's up, guys? So, um, so we've been uh, friends for a long time. You know, I'd say what about it's, ten years? It's been about yeah, over ten years now. Um, we met through our sisters. Yeah, they did gymnastics together, and uh, you would always ask me to hang out. Yeah, and I would always say no. But I, I, I think I forced you out of your shell most. You did. I was I was very shy, and you kind of like I ended up hanging out with you once, and then I we kind of just became like really good friends. Yeah, it's like, dude, just get in the car. Just get in the car. <laughs> Let's hang out. And I think your mom was like, I think I think Matt needs a friend. But I don't I don't really remember. I know. It was too long ago, bro. It was a long time ago. And I remember the first time we ever hung out. It was like the first time we ever met. What did we do? Just go you just came house? over. Yeah, you just came over to my house. Uh, we played Xbox. We were probably like 12, 13 years old. Played like some Black Ops 2 or something. Probably. Um, maybe some Halo. I remember at the time you turned me on to Halo like pretty hard. That was in the, like around the time that Halo 4 came out. Yeah. And you you like really pushed me into it. I remember because you got it and oh that was fun. Cause good times. Fun we played like co op uh, campaign and all that. I think you, I think you beat it and then you came back. And you were like all right let's play together or something like that. Yeah, dude, I got that for Christmas. Me and my brother beat it on Legendary in the first night. Yeah, that's, that's definitely something you would do. But that, that was also your favorite game, you know, your favorite franchise, per se. Yeah. You know, whereas I wasn't really in Halo or anything like that. But um, but yeah, so what's going on in your life, man? How, how have you been? We, we haven't seen each other since um, last July when I came to Florida. Yeah, we didn't even really see each other then either. You came, we hung out for like one day. We, we went to Tampa for like two, two days. Oh, you're right, you're right. Yeah, we, we went um, Bush, Bush Gardens. Gardens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is a pretty fun experience. Um, <laughs> let's just say Matt had a really good time. It was great. Yeah. I had a fun time. <laughs> yes, we, did. Oh, we all did. Oh. Honestly. <laughs> but, no, that was fun. I, I can't lie. I would do it again. Oh, yeah, 100%. Heartbeat. I'd do it so fast. It was a nice little, like, god trip almost. Yeah. You know, just just chilling, you know, whatever. Um, So, the idea for you to come here after all of that happened, I think, like, November, right? Yeah, I think we talked about it in November for the first time. Yeah. It was kind of up in the air. It wasn't even decided. Yeah, we kind of like toyed around with the idea of you coming or me going down and just yeah. simply visit, which um, I toyed around the idea. I th- thought it would be more fun for you to come here because you've never been up here before. Um, not that it's that much fun. But <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, we kind of like on a whim kind of made a trip last night. Oh my gosh. Yo. I literally, so we decided for me to come up here. I, I drive 10 hours to get here. I get here, we move some stuff into your new house. And then you're like, have you ever been to D.C.? Well, no, I had actually texted you. Oh, you did? I, the, right before you left, or maybe right after you had left. It was I after said, I left. like, I was just laying in bed. And I had seen a TikTok. And um, this girl... Basically, just went to the Washington Monument and the um, the Lincoln Memorial and things like that. Just just like at like three or four in the morning, and that's kind of where the inspiration came from. So I texted you and I was like, "Hey, have you ever been to DC? Because I had been, but I didn't know if you had been." I've no, I've never been there before. I've always wanted to go. Yeah, I never really thought of like the idea of actually going mm-hmm. until you asked that. And once I got here, 
Yeah. Because I asked you through text. I was like, when do you want to go? You're like, oh, I'm not sure. I, was, I just wanted to go. Well, I figured that you would be like, well, we can make like a, a like a special trip to go. And so I didn't have really any idea when we were going to go. Yeah. You yeah, you were just like, you were like, hey, yeah, uh, DC. And I was like, let's go. Why yeah, not? we were, yeah, we had gone, we had in the car and we were uh, going to the grocery store for a, a quick trip. And you had basically, I, I had suggested the idea. And he was like, why did you ask me about DC? And I was like, well, I don't know. I just kind of got this information from seeing this TikTok and I thought it'd be like a weird, like, eh, what if? And you kind of looked at me and you were like, let's do it. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> So that's when you looked, you saw how far away it was, and we kind of went in depth about it, but. I mean, so I, I get up here after 10 hours of driving, and yeah. then we drive an extra six hours yep. up to D.C., which was, so, it was fun. So wait, before we get into the D.C. trip, so you drove 10 hours here. Yes. In the nighttime, left at around midnight. I left around midnight, 11.45. You got here about like 9, 9.30 or something yeah. like that. Um, and you, we actually started moving stuff into this new house, and. Then you started to crash at like three or four in the afternoon. Yeah. But, but the idea of going to DC happened as soon as you got here, pretty much. So we had kind of planned out and like kind of shaved away a specific time for us, or like a specific time frame for us to kind of make this trip and kind of, you know, add it on to this, you know, you driving up here and, you know, this whole big thing. So, yeah, yeah I, I got up here and I was, I was awake somehow. Somehow I was awake for moving. And then I, like, three or four o'clock hit and I, was dead tired what i took like a three hour nap till six yeah you slept from like um i let you i let i sh- basically i let you sleep from like three to six thirty i took like an hour nap and uh, i had gotten like four hours of sleep before but it's a lot better than what you were on you know you were just on energy drinks and yeah adrenaline i guess so yeah so you slept you woke up and uh i think you woke up like are we really doing this like like what what are we doing? I think it's one of the first things I yeah. said. I woke up, I was like, are we really driving to D.C. right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You looked at me, and I was like, are you ready? And you're like, are we really doing this right now? I'm like, yeah, we're doing this. And it didn't really hit, like, until we started walking out to the Washington Monument at, like, 1.30 in the morning. I was like... That's when it really hit us. Yeah, I was like, we are, like, here. We're in this. What did we just do? We're six hours away from where I live, which is North Carolina. So, you know what what <laughs> dude like, like me and you used to do a lot of things just on a whim just be like hey let's do it we cool. used to like like make like short films and yeah and just like creative minded things out of nowhere like we yeah. just come up with an idea and do it we would just kind of be together and funny story i won't get too in depth but we actually wrote like a four or five page script of a show or movie and that was just because we were bored and we were just like i had this idea or you had this idea and yeah. i was like dude let's see. let's see what happens do you still have that? I honestly probably do somewhere. Yeah, I figured, it's probably I think, like a Google Doc somewhere. I think I do have. Wait, was it Type Z? Is that the one you're talking about? Was it Type Z? Or is it the one from like a long time ago? Like the one where you printed one. out and we like we actually rehearsed lines. It was like back when we were like twelve. First one. Yeah. Wow, I have that on paper. I think I think it's in the bottom of one of my drawers because I remember I found it like a year ago. Yeah. And did. I sent you a picture of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, That's a long time ago. Yeah. We, we should look that over. We definitely 100% should. We should explore that idea. Yeah. Because now, now you're working on your own project, but I, we won't talk about that <laughs> right now. But anyways, back to the DC trip. So then we, we get in the car, 
um, it's probably what six p.m. We probably started driving like seven. Yeah. Um, you know, we ate. We got some food. Was the get you know fill up on gas, get snacks, and then we had actually gone to. We just kind of hopped on the highway and everywhere. And six, so hours six hours later. Now, now were you like super tired? And you didn't seem super tired. No, the on time. the way up, I wasn't. I wasn't tired. Mm-hmm. That re- that's like nap had me rested up. I was fine. Okay, so that kind of like like rejuvenalized a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Now the idea to go to New York City, which we uh, didn't do, by the way, we didn't do it. And there's a part of me that like kind of regrets it, but there's also a part of me that's kind of like, listen, I might be dead right now if I went to New York City. More of me is glad that I didn't do it. Really? Regrets it. Like, really? Yes. You're not that kind of person, which is funny that you say that. I know. You live on the edge. I know. You know? And, like, I would have loved to do it. Like, yeah, sure, I still wish, like, a little part of me wishes I would've, we would have done it, but we still wouldn't be back by now. We'd still be driving. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so, would... so we would have spent about six or seven hours in the city, yeah. which doesn't really give you a, a huge time frame considering, you know, rush hour traffic in the morning and things like that. And we had never been to New York City, first and foremost. We have never been. So the excitement to go there, you had kind of, I think you just looked at me and you were like, how far away is New York City again? And I was like, I don't know, let me check. Three hours. And you were like, you, you give me those eyes. You give me like the, uh, I don't know, man. What if? So... That was definitely an exciting part, but then I remember walking away from the Lincoln Memorial and... Is that what it's called? Lincoln Memorial? Yeah. Or Lincoln yeah. Monument? Lincoln Memorial. Memorial, okay. Yeah. So we were walking away from that, and you were like, do you really want to go to New York City? And then right then and there, I knew you were crashing. You were coming off that high of like, we just got to D.C. What are we doing? This is awesome. This is cool. Not to mention, we were freezing completely. Bro, it was... How cold was it? It was... I think it was like 31 or 32. With a With wind a windchill. Chill. Yeah. Yeah, and it snowed. It literally was snowing. Yeah, it started snowing heavy once we left. Yeah. Like, as we got, like, right when we got in the car, right when we got in, yeah. it started snowing. Yeah, you had called me. I was in Walgreens at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning trying to find a bathroom. This guy's Which, trying by to the way, find... First of all, wait, can I, just, can I just say, Washington, D.C., can you get some public bathrooms, please? Like, I know everything's closed, but what am I supposed to do? Go inside of the street? What? What were you saying? No, this, like, you're trying to find a bathroom for... An hour. Yeah, literally, no, I held that, it in for an hour. More than that, because I remember we walked away from the monument, and you're like, I gotta pee. Bad. Mm-hmm. Then we went to the Lincoln Memorial. Then we went to, what, we tried to find the White House. We went to the monument. Then we went to the Lincoln Memorial. We went to your car, circled around the White House like four times trying to find it. It was pitch black, basically covered um, security guards everywhere, hiding in every dark alley and corner that you could imagine. And then we finally found it. Speaking of hiding security guards, oh my god, bro, scared. Do you? We were walking, and there was this lady with a balaclava, Mm -hmm. just sitting behind the corner. Yeah, and I remember I was walking, and I saw her, and I kind of freaked out. (laughs) And then you're on your phone. Yeah, I was, I was like texting or something like that. It was like four o'clock in the morning or three o'clock in the morning, and I just wasn't expecting somebody to come out of like, basically a white pillar that would go up, like probably like a. Like a six foot pillar, and I think it was a female. It was. It yeah. was. A, it was a female. Yeah, it was definitely. And female. she just kind of like leaned forward, leaned forward a little bit to kind of see what was coming towards her. Now, did she have a machine gun or not? I, I really I, have no idea. I didn't look. I, I didn't, just I didn't stare. I did the awkward like you know like the the white male like nod like you know the the lib like yeah nice hello like how are you 
don't didn't scare me. me or anything. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Please don't yeah. scare me. Yeah, which my grandpa made a joke later on after we got back. He was like, uh, yeah, you guys are on a watch list now. Oh, my gosh. Like, two guys walking around in, in hoodies around D.C. in the White House and, you know, especially what's going on in the world and things like that. You guys are on a watch list. we, not to mention, we circled the White House like four times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, they're like, redoing the gate. Sketch. How are we supposed to get into, you know, a United States... <laughs> I don't know, what would you call that? Like, It's a big deal. <laughs> the most protected place in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, basically, basically. And so we just wanted to see it, man. Like, And that, go figure the one thing that we wanted to see lit up. You know, like the monument, okay, whatever, you know, it's just it's America's hard on. You know, and then you got the Lincoln Memorial, which is actually super cool. Um, but I wanted to see White House lit up, and it wasn't. I know. Like, shut down the Capitol building. And we didn't up. even go to the Capitol. Well, you could see we, it we from it, where we yeah. were, but I mean, it, it's not like a. You know. We walked up to the Treasury. Yeah, <laughs> and started yeah. taking pictures of it, and then you were like, "Wait." I'm like, because I realized that we were we were so tired at this point, and we were just kind of running on the fact that one, we were numb, we our bodies were numb completely, mm-hmm. like, it's over. We were just walking because we were like in a mode. We were just like, all right, one foot after another. Like you know, we're cold. We're freezing to death. It is what it is. Push through it. <laughs> exactly. And so we both took a picture of the treasury from an angle that, I mean, if you look at the White House, I, I believe it's something that people confuse a lot for. It looks like the White House, bro. Like, from the front. Yeah. 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 We were like at a specific angle. And then I'm looking at the side of it and I'm like, there's no way the White House is just like chilling on the edge of the street. I noticed that remember. as we were walking. Yeah. Because we were walking directly next to right it. Right next to it. This was after we already knew that it wasn't the White House. But then yeah. I was like... Yeah, there's no way the White yeah. House is like five feet from the street. Yeah, no, not not a chance. And so that's when we were just so beat by that point, honestly. And then the fact that they're redoing the White House gate, all or like the fence all around the um, you know, the property or whatever, kind of killed the mood because you know you had you have stuff you're working on and you needed specific angles and things yeah. like that for you to kind of work on. And you can't work on something that's pitch black. I made a joke that basically was like, um, I was throwing rocks at Trump's window, but he never came to the window to answer me. So, um, I mean, like, yeah, we we what we saw the back of the White House, and it was we black. saw the, yeah we saw the was, the back of it. The only thing that was lit up was the American flag, which yeah. hey, I'm 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 an American, you know, just like the next guy. But can I get a little more of a view, please? I know. Like, come on, what is, what is going on? Where's my taxpayer money going? <laughs> bro no but the lincoln memorial it was super cool it was sick but that might have been the best part of what we did yeah because it's just like the high roofs the pillars the writing you know and all that stuff and we walk in and i'm like wow it echoes and i yell and i yell echo and then i look over and it's like please be quiet respect <laughs> respect yeah. whatever yeah yeah which uh is a typical like mad thing to do like, that is 100% something I would expect you to do. Even if you knew what it said beforehand, <laughs> you would have been like, I got to do it, man. I'm like, no, you don't. I have to do it. I'm like, Matt, please don't. Echo, echo, echo. I'm like, <laughs> but that is definitely a place that is, not that it's like eerie for mm-hmm. any specific reason, but at three o'clock in the morning, it's cold. There's nobody on the street. There's you like nothing the going wind. on. It's creepy, man. You just got this statue just kind of looking at you. You know, Abe's gonna get you. There you go. If that thing moves, I'm running. Oh, 100%. Right. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Not not, not even to mention the fact that it, you know, 
I gotta basically run up like 30 flights of stairs to get to him, you know, which, you know, kind of adds to the yeah. um, cinematics of it, I guess. But I think the coolest part of that, too, is the fact that uh, Martin Luther King Jr. made a speech there. Yeah, we saw the where his podium was. Yeah. That was super cool. That, I, we almost missed that, too, because I looked down and I was like, it's faded. what's that writing? Yeah. And I just kind of shined my light on it and it said the date, 1963 and all that. Was it 60? Yeah. Yeah, and it said, like, I have a dream or something yeah. like that. Um, I took a picture, but didn't exactly uh, show up very well. But I think the coolest part of that is the fact that, you know, like 80 years ago or like 77 years ago, I think, if you, you know, to be exact, that's where the movement of, you know, everything that Martin Luther King Jr. was doing happened. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know the full history, so I don't want to talk yeah. about it. But I just think that's huge, the fact that 80 years ago... There was like a, a huge amount of people just here to listen to a speech, and to think that we're sitting here, a bunch of idiot, you know, guys freezing our ass off. Yeah, <laughs> literally, we were completely freezing. I felt like I was wrapped up like a burrito. I was still freezing to death, and yeah, here we were. I don't know. I think the history is like so sick. I think I think it's awesome to think about that. But now I'm glad we did that trip. That was that was really awesome. So then we leave. Well, actually, so once you said, "All right, I'm really done New York City," I was like, "All right, we can't do it because if you don't have that full adrenaline rush to go see the city, then there's not not a chance that we're gonna be able to do it." So I just I was just like, "You make the call," and you're just like, "All right, well, we're gonna go back." And I was like, "That's right, fine. That's cool." You know, I was, I was cool with it. Now, do I re- like I said, do I regret it a little bit? Yes. <laughs> but if if I was driving and it was my car and all that fun stuff. You could have slept, you know, like, vice versa. Yeah, yeah. But. I mean, I would slept, like, three hours in, like, two days. Which. I was I was crashing. To be fair, whose fault is that? I did decide to drive overnight because I hate traffic. Well, not even that. You could have slept beforehand. Yeah, I could have. I, I slept, like, 14 hours the day before. Which. To be prepared for I it. I don't know how you do it. Just to be prepared for it. I woke up. I went to sleep at, like, 12 and woke up at 4 p.m. You have to understand that. Like, that's a long time. I want whatever you're taking. <laughs> whatever you're taking, put me on it. I woke up and I was like, oh, I'm ready for the trip. That's why I got to your house and I wasn't really tired to begin with. I get like 14 hours of sleep in like three nights. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not complaining because it, like, just I run yeah. better on that amount of sleep. But I don't know. I think you're crazy for, for doing it. But I mean, hey, no regrets, right? Yeah. When I, are you going to be here you. again? I know. It's a while. Yeah. So, so. But we're hitting the city next time. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So then, I'll pick you up and we're kind of going to drive up there. Oh, 100%. Yeah. We can even... Well, no. Planes are too expensive. So I think... Okay, so you come... We... Cut all that crap. So then we um, we load up the car after we see the White House. And um, we see snow. And we come home. And... And I, I could just tell you were crashing. I could just tell... Because I, every, every t- I would be falling asleep like I need to stay awake to make sure this kid doesn't yeah. fall asleep. Because Down to the last half hour is when I started passing out. That was by far probably like the worst. Thing. That was like the worst and last... scariest things of my life. Because I'm like, I have no control over this car. So if you fall asleep, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I got to put headphones in. I got to stay alert. I got to stay awake. The last 30 minutes is what was really the tough part. Yeah. I felt like it was five hours, the last 30 sure. minutes. Sure. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That's, that's the... That's the part where you're like, was this worth it? <laughs> was this really worth it? I could just look at the pictures online. 
and write a history yeah, it book. It was 100% worth it. No, no, I agree. I would have done it 10 times more. But, so uh, then he crashed for like six hours and he decided to make a podcast. Which, this whole idea to, for me to make a podcast is just kind of, for me to kind of get my thoughts into the world. I love interviewing people. I love, you know, kind of sitting down having this dialogue. And I don't know, I think it's fun. So, I know you have your own podcast yeah. with some of your friends. Do you want to go ahead and plug it? <laughs> the Highest Society. Yeah. I wonder what that's about. Yeah. Uh, so, let me ask you a question. Can you give details or do you not want to get... Do you on The Highest Society? Yeah. Sure. Like, is there a... Is there like a routine in order a to... A routine to... Yeah, in order to get on this podcast? Like, is there... Usually... Are no. there like... Because it's called the highest... Highest what? The highest society. The highest society. Which, by the way, props to you guys. Dope name. Thank I can't you, lie. Thank you. But it can't be super dope unless you guys are like higher than a kite. Smoking dope. Yeah. So if you're not <laughs> higher than a kite at this point, the nah. name doesn't exactly... The first one, we were all just destroyed. It was, <laughs> if you listen to it... like I think I have... I've listened to some clips. It was... uh Yeah, we're gone. So who's who's a part of this for you guys? So it's me, uh, my buddy Frankie, and my buddy Heath. Okay. Or you know Heath. I do. And you sort of know Frankie, but... Yeah, we've met a couple times. Yeah. Uh, it's really the three of us, and uh, we're having some other people hop on soon. So we're that's going to be fun, because we have some like energetic people going to hop on. So so is it... Uh, you guys just kind of get on and have just like this, whatever you want to talk about. You it's talk almost about like... Or... Yeah, it's almost like we're just talking with each other as a group. And you just kind of hit record. And we kind of just... We kind of hit record. And... That's dope. Because it's... it's the things we talk about, it goes from like zero to hundred. Like, yeah, and I, I'm sure if you guys aren't exactly sober, yeah. then who knows what type of avenue? I'm sure there's a lot of editing at that point because you yeah. can just slip and say whatever. But I had to edit some stuff out. That's that's pretty dope though. I I give major props yeah, to that yeah. because I don't know. I think it's cool that you guys are just kind of like, you know, five years from now you guys could be big. Who knows? Hey, you know what I'm saying? You, <laughs> you can be making money off this podcast. So I think it's super cool that you guys are just kind of like as a group, just kind of. And it's also a, a mesh of personalities. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you look at the, the Logan Paul podcast, um, I've listened to it a couple times. It's just uh, different personalities that just mesh. And I think that's the best way to make a podcast. You know, it's just kind of like have your group it of people. Is. Now, you can do interviews. You can do whatever. Um, but the fact that you guys are just kind of putting a mic in the middle of a table, you know, whatever you're doing or whatever, you're just hanging out. And you're hitting record. I think that's pretty dope. Not, the, not, not even the, you know... The name itself is pretty dope as well, you know? No pun intended with the dope part, but... I oh, think, I, think I just sick. Got, That was good. That yeah. Was good. I, I just... I, I don't know, man. I think it's a really cool idea. <laughs> but like I said, it's not as cool unless you guys are super, you know... Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, we, we literally recorded one on the on the way to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I called my... It was just me and Frankie this time. I kind of called him on Discord and recorded it through there. Uh, I was driving, so I was not, you know... Hi. <laughs> I was trying to word that differently. Well, you saying that you're not high, I mean, how does it make the cut? How is it How is it going to be listened to by people who are looking Frankie forward? Frankie was 100% oh. out of his mind. What time was his recording at? Like 2 in the morning. Well, that's why. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so he was packing to go to Puerto Rico. Well, yeah. Just so that the audience didn't hear before, Matt wasn't driving while... You know, intoxicated or high or on any sort of, you know, anything. Matt doesn't do those sort of things. Nah. So, um, <laughs> now I just want to make it very clear that, you know, although you're driving and you're, you know, you know you're still kind of paying attention to the road and stuff like that. So, um, but I think it's super dope, man. I think it's super dope. So, let me ask you a question. 
um, you're working on this project. Yeah, That's, it's a it's a big it's a big scale thing for what we do. Exactly, it's like so. It took me two years to write this whole thing. Okay, and I'm still working on writing, like filling in blanks. So I know you told me that the writing process was like so. You went from point A to Z of yeah. the alphabet, and now you're just kind of kind of placing storylines within the idea of like, okay, this is what's gonna happen in the beginning, and at the end, this is what's gonna happen. And so kind of explain that process of trying to having like to, to fill in these blanks almost. Cause I know that's probably one of the harder ways to write a, you know, anything, a film, a, you know, a show, anything like that, because you can just start writing and just kind of allow the story to take you wherever you have the story guideline. So, you know, kind of take me into that process. Yeah. So it's kind of like having a rough draft. I like to think. Okay. Like you have the beginning and the end. That how I write, I, I create the I create like what I want it to be about, and then I create the kind of characters I like the characteristics of them, their personalities, their past, and then I I put where I want it to start in their life and how I want the whole story to end. So you basically play the story by ear in in a sense of this is who the characters are. The whole story is going to respond to how. You know, like a human being, how their personality reacts to a certain situation. Yes, yeah, exactly. Okay. So I, I I create more than what you see in the film. Like, I have their whole past written out. That's not going to be in the series. But that's for me and the characters to know the past, just so they can know their character more. Sort of get, like, a better hold of them. Mm-hmm. And for me to kind of direct, like, where I like why they're making these decisions well yeah background of anybody you know like personally my background plays a a huge role in who i am now and who i'll be in the future and the decisions that i'll make going forward so i think that's really cool and i'm sure that you know a lot of a lot of writers do that but i think it's pretty cool that you've kind of really like on a huge scale you know i'm saying like my story can only go this way it can't go this way because the background of, of character B, you know, had this sort of history. So he's not going to respond in this certain way. So I think that's an awesome way to write a you know story. Because I think you're doing it in a really unique way. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. I appreciate that. Like it's it's been a long a long time of working on this. We're finally getting this shooting. Uh, I have all the actors. I have all the background people. I have all the makeup artists. I have the film crew. I have the uh, people from marketing like i have people working on that mm-hmm. and it's just, i'm so excited to start filming this it's it's gonna be take a while to film because i told them i was like when we start shooting it's gonna be perfect i'm mm-hmm. not cutting corners because it's a three season show so you so you already have time frame how, how many episodes and how the long? first one is gonna have eight episodes the first season okay. the second one is gonna have like 15 are we talking like 20, 25 minute yeah, episodes? Yeah, 25 minute episodes. So it's it's kind of, you know, it's not like a Netflix show where it's kind of like 45 no. minutes and it's stretched out and there's like dramatic scenes, which I'm sure there's going to be dramatic scenes there's, in it, but it's kind of more, you know, focused on. Yeah, there's some crazy scenes, but uh, so kind of like if you watch a Netflix show, you know how like every episode has something crazy that happens? Sure. The- yeah, so the code is, that's the, I don't know if I said the title already, but that's the title of it, the code. And... Uh, how this show really works is the first season you're really getting to know the characters mm-hmm. and then the second season there's episodes that have crazy stuff that happens and then episodes that's really you getting to know where they're at 
and them getting settled down just to get that ripped away from them again. So when you say getting to know the characters, obviously there's still a storyline, but you get to know the character through what's exactly. happening in the you know the episodes and in, in, in the season. Yeah, so it starts off in a point in their life where a new chapter starts, and you're getting to know them as that new chapter starts. So you're kind of like there's there's a few flashbacks to show like a few things of why like some people of why some of them have some PTSD of some some things and some like emotional state. Uh, so there's some flashbacks to show you that, but the first season is really get to fully get to know the characters and get you like in, like connected with them. So it's like the, the the flashback gives you an insight on why this person is the way they are. Exactly. Okay. So let me ask you, you have everything lined up from actors to, you know, marketing, budgeting, you know, all that fun stuff, makeup, prop. Um, what is your, you know, do you, have you given yourself some sort of deadline? Because I know a lot of, like me, I can't get things done unless I have, like, if I, if I don't make a goal or a deadline, like this needs to get done by a certain point. Yeah. Now we're talking three seasons and you're only, you know, you've only written what, I've written seasons? almost. I've almost finished the second. Okay, so we're still in writing phase technically for the story itself. Yeah. Um, so which is important because now you could be writing season three while filming season one exactly. and being like, well, this point in season three is going to could possibly affect everything, or even season one. You could be on on a like on a set and you'd be like, I don't like it, and that could change that could. everything. So I'm interested to see, because I know a lot of shows and a lot of movies, you know, they can kind of open the, you know, the script a little bit and you can kind of, you know, allow actors kind of be free. You know, are, are you more into that case? Or are you more oh, like, yeah. this is my script, say it how it is. No, no, I told him like, th- like, I want a lot of improv too. Like if okay. I told him, because when you're acting, I want you to connect with the, char- the character, not think of it as a fictional character, think of it as a real person and try to. Embrace the character. Embrace the character. Take in their their real emotions. The the biggest thing that I could that comes to mind is Heath Ledger when he took yeah when he played the um, the Joker in the Dark Knight. He he basically became the Joker. He literally did. <laughs> yeah, you know. And then rest in peace, one of my favorite actors of all time, strictly from that movie. Um, but that's that's you know going back to what we were saying. That's that's you know crazy that you. So let me ask you a question to go kind of completely go away from what you're working on. Mm-hmm. What what was the inspiration behind creating this film and this show? So I've always liked writing. You know that. Mm-hmm. We've always written together, always mm-hmm. tried to create together. Uh, so I've always liked that. I always liked cameras. I've liked acting, but I've always liked, you know, being behind the scenes more and making it happen. Mm-hmm. And like inspiration. I, I've always wanted to do something like this. I've always wanted to create a movie. I've always wanted to create a show. And I think that's been like our dream since we were has. 13, 14 years old. Like like going back to what we were talking about earlier, yeah. which was when we were writing that little, I don't even know what you'd call it, like a little play almost. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Literally. Um, so that's that's interesting. So Yeah. So I've always wanted to create something big. And you know, I've created like little, uh, like the world we live in. You've seen mm-hmm. that. I've created that kind of thing. I've had a bunch of other things like that. That I've made and I haven't released because I didn't like how they came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I want it to be like good. The vision. Know. If it doesn't, if, yeah, if exactly. you can't say it was in your head and put it on a screen, 
you know, through the lens and put it on a screen. And if you can't watch it and absorb what the vision was in the beginning, then it's not the same. So you just kind of cut it. Yeah. Just stick it on a hard drive and never to see again. That's pretty much what happened. Yeah. With yeah. a lot of them. I think I have like three that I created. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Wars We Live With, a bunch of others that like I created and I never fully, I never fully finished it. Or I finished them, but I never released it because I didn't like, they didn't match up with my vision. That's the making of a great director. <laughs> and not that I know, you know, anything about that, but I think the fact that you have had projects I mean, you've worked on and I can say the same about myself. Um, there's been some things that I've worked on that I haven't exactly released but I think that's that's what makes you hone in on your craft. Mm-hmm. You try to take this vision, you can't make it happen. You're not gonna show people, you know, like half-ass work. You're gonna just kind of, you know, if you can't make it happen, nobody's gonna see it. So I think that's that's truly honing on your honing in on your craft and just practicing and practicing and practicing. And you're not getting the shot that you want. You're not just gonna put it out there. You know, quality over quantity. Exactly. Huge, huge exactly. when it comes to film. That's something that like has always been a thing mm-hmm. between us. Like, yeah, we've always said that quality over yes. quantity, hundred percent. And you have you know YouTubers and you have filmmakers that kind of you know you just you make a quick check, so you know you make what sells instead of making something that is unique and separate. And I think you working on your film and your you know your show that's unique. What you're nineteen, right? Yeah. What nineteen year old is <laughs> You know, except for people that are in our field, you know, maybe not all are writing a complete top to bottom, you know, creating these lists of people that they need and props and how much money you're going to spend, which this is this is a small film budget. But that don't that doesn't mean you're excluded. It's a lot of money. for me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And if it if it bombs, you don't make any money. Like we could look back in four years and you filmed everything from season one, two and three. You wrote everything. You know, you paid for what you need to pay for it. You pay for travel whatever and there's no return on investment almost because it's almost like you're investing in this craft for somebody to see it one day and then to be like "Ooh, i need to give him a shot you know what i'm saying yeah it can so, happen years down the road even yeah someone sees it yes exactly and so you never really know what you're getting because you're probably going to be thousands of dollars deep in this film oh yeah i'm already like, over a grand yeah like if you, if you really invest in it then you're gonna be broke almost but it's it's the vision that's in your head that I'm like so curious and like I can't wait to follow this whole process because I'm like I, I can't wait to see what's in your head and what goes on the screen, you know. Yeah. Whenever you're done filming and you're doing your whole thing, but I want you to come down to Florida and you know visit some, some shoots, mm-hmm. and join in, see how it all goes down. Yeah, I'm you know I'm into it, bro. I, I definitely see the vision that you're creating. I'd love to read the scripts. I'd love yeah. to get my hands on you know whatever it is that you need help with, and so. I think it's super, super, super unique that you're, you know, really expanding your talent of writing, directing, and you're even going to act a little bit, aren't you? Yeah. So explain that. So How is that going to go? Yeah, so that's going to be really difficult, but I'm going to make it work. How so? So uh, the, so explain the situation of what happened and yeah. why you have to do this, because you didn't originally have to do this, right? No, so I was just going to be directing and making sure everything like goes according to plan like uh, and goes smoothly. And then my main actor... One of my main actors calls me and tells me that he's moving three hours away, which completely it kind of because we were supposed to start start shooting the beginning or the end of last month. Mm-hmm. So we were going to be like an episode in by now. 
Mm-hmm. And I was gonna, I was gonna show you. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have footage. some sort of yeah. I was excited because you told me back in uh, November when we made these plans that you would have some sort of finished work for me, and I was excited. I was like, yeah, dude, yeah. And then I remember I texted you in December, and you were like, well, things came up, and blah blah blah. Yeah, so, so that happens. happened, and he kind of dropped out of it, and I can't work with someone that work that lives three hours away because you know I need a schedule for shooting. So I, uh, I'm filling in that role, and I'm gonna have people hop on board that can kind of look over some small parts mm-hmm. so i'm not having to do everything and act i can have people watching over this part this part this part this part and i can kind of you know make sure the scenes go down how i want and mm-hmm. then watch it the, watch the shot after i'm just gonna be hard scene. because you are having to do two jobs at once you're having to get into the mind of this character but also you have to be the mind of the director and if you know let's say you're not exactly the the fit yeah you have to make that call within. Nobody can be like, "Hey, it doesn't look good," because you, you know they're kind of working for you in a, you know, in a sense. Yeah. And I think that you know, I hope that you're, you know, you have it all figured out. But I'm, you know, I'm kind of worried about that because you have to almost switch gears in your head, and you got to be like, "Okay, it's director mode. Okay, it's actor mode. I don't like the script writer mode." You know what I'm saying? So you have all these things, and you have to edit it. So I, I'm just so interested in how yeah. all this is going to you know, be played. It's going to be really difficult. Like that, It's not that I'm worried about it, but I'm like stressed out about it. Sure. More than anything. It's, sure. It, is, it is stressful knowing that I have to deal with directing and acting and like editing yeah. at the same time. Because I'm not going to wait till the whole season's done to start editing the first episode. Like Once the first mm-hmm. episode is done, whenever I'm not shooting, I'm going to be editing. And then I'm going to have to go straight from that to directing and then acting and then hop back into directing. Which is crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to me because I'm like, so for my situations, I'm more behind the scenes like you are. I like everything behind the scenes. I don't want to be on camera. I don't want to be in front of the camera. I can't act. You know, I would be too goofy. You know, maybe that's just insecure part of me that's just like, eh, well, pick up camera. You know, edit it, direct it, which is more of my forte. And so I'm interested to see how you respond because I'm like. I know it's going to be hard on you, and I know you're going to be ripping your hair out, and you're probably going to call me and be like, dude, I, I can't do it. Shut it down. <laughs> like, Matt, you're like four grand deep in this. Don't you dare. You know? So I'm sure you're going to have moments where you're just like ready to throw your towel in. Oh, yeah, 100%. I know that's going to that's gonna hit me eventually. It's going to hit a lot of people that are working on it. Like, this is a lot. Like, I'm having to give a lot to the series. Mm-hmm. But you're giving a lot to the series as an investment, like you said. Yeah. To hopefully one day it'll be seen. Yeah, because you're not going to school for it. No. Kinda, you know, and there are instances in the film industry and any issue really that you can kind of make your, your footprint without having to go to school and without having to get, you know, you know, this degree in film. But if you don't have the work for it, you can't, you know what I'm saying? If you don't have a, a film or, you know, whatever that kind of puts you on the map, then it's not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. You kind of need something that gets out there and other directors see. Yeah. And they're like, that's, that's good. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see what else he has, what else he can do. And hopefully you get that shot. Yeah. Which I hope this is. I hope this becomes your shot. I really do. I hope yeah. that. I hope that it, it really shows you how diversified that you can be between writer, director, and actor. Because I'm sure that you don't want to become an actor. No. But I mean, if if you play your cards right, you could very well be an actor. <laughs> you could you know never have to put a set of headphones on and be a director again. But you know who knows? You never know. You know what I'm saying? So I'm excited to see how this this whole project unfolds. Yeah, it's super cool. And even before, uh, while I was 
still working on before I had any of the actors or anything, and I was trying to get the actors. Uh, you know, there's a lot of like, you know, how people always try to tell you to do stuff like, oh, mm. you should do this, and you should do this, you should do that instead. It ended up getting to the point where it stressed me out enough to where I would drop the series, and I was like, I'm done. I'm not doing it. How long ago was this? Probably like a year ago. Okay, so this is um, you spent two years writing. Yeah. My first season and a half, two seasons. Yeah. Um, so you're saying about a year in. Yeah, about a year in, people were like, nah, you, like that's not going to give you money. Like, it takes a while to get noticed. Like, you, you should just do this. You yeah, should do mind this. games. And then you started to believe that doubt. And then, you know, I signed up for the military. Yeah, you did. I did, the Marines. Yeah, and you just... I, I was supposed to be leaving January 19th. So, what's today? Today is the 17th. I'm supposed to be leaving in two days mm-hmm. to go to boot camp for infantry Marines. Mm-hmm. I would be, they told me I'd be... I'd be sent to Iraq for four years. And it got to the point where I was like, you know what? Screw everyone. Like, they don't believe me. Whatever. I'm just going to do it. That's where I am now. You're talking about the film? Yeah. So you completely dropped out of going to boot camp. I did. Because I was about to go sign the papers. And I was like, You're signing your life away. If you're not dedicated to it, you're signing your life away. Yeah. I was like, I can't do it. Like, that's kind of like a backup and i don't want to have a backup right now what was the inspiration behind not even inspiration what was the motivation behind going to the military was that like last last resort oh i don't know it wasn't that it was last resort it was just sort of like a backup plan for like i don't know what i want to do so i'm just gonna do this i I read a tweet one time and it basically said that girls you know like the worst thing that you could become from a a boy and a girl is girl becomes a stripper the men go to the military. <laughs> it's like, you don't know what you're going to do with your life. You don't know how you're going to make ends meet. So you just go do the easiest thing that you could possibly do. It was, I, I forget the whole basis of the tweet. It, it was a comedic-based tweet. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, like, when in doubt, you pick one or the other. You know? So I'm glad you didn't come male stripper. Yeah, so now we're uh, full, full-blown full working on this. That's crazy. It's crazy to think about that turnaround. The fact that you almost... Because you'd be in, you'd be in boot camp. You would have been in whatever, you know, infantry squad. Or I, don't, I don't really know how it works, but yeah, your whole life would have been different, Matt. You you probably wouldn't have been able to come here. I yeah, I wouldn't have. Wouldn't have went to DC. We wouldn't have you know started you know doing this podcast. And it's crazy how things work out. It is because I know I would have been there in boot camp. I would have been like I should have. That regret. Yeah. So you don't have any regret about not going to the military. No, that's good. Not at all. You you played it. Not that you played it safe, but you you played it the right way almost. You know, you were dealt a hand of cards, and there you are. Yeah, you know, you were really the only one that ever was like, you know, you should just pursue it. Because everyone else was like, just just do something else. Oh, you're going to the military? That's great. Like, good. That'll you, you could benefit to get good money. And then one day I remember I called you, and I was like, I'm going to the Marines, and you're like, why? Because I like I said, I, I felt like it was you. Basically settling. Yeah. I think, and I didn't know about the noise going on in your life at the time. I didn't know you had, you know, had people in your ear and people were giving you advice, this and that. So I was like, Matt, what, why? And it wasn't that I was disappointed. It wasn't that like, you know, okay, you're making a worse decision in the world. No, it was just like, why are you making this decision? This is going to play a role for the rest of your life. You don't meet your girlfriend. If I would have went, I would have met, yeah. It, no chance. So... Like all these, it's crazy how life works and puts you in these different situations that leads you out to where you are in this this very moment. But at the time, I was like, man, I don't get it. I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. Why? You never. We never talked about the military. You talked about film. You talked about writing scripts and writing these like beautiful stories. And you're going to the military. I don't know, man. It's not adding up. 
And then um, I remember we touched base later on. You were like, well, I'm not going to the military and this and that. And um, I was really trying to pour into you because I'm like, I don't know what's going on in your life. I know that you know you had personal stuff going on, but I really wanted to be like, man, you can do it, man. And at the time, I was in no place to be giving advice to anybody because I was in a in a you know in a darkness of my own. But I figured if I can pour into you, hey, if you didn't, it's my good deed. If you didn't do that, I probably would be in the military right now. So you're really the one person that kept me back and actually gave me hope of like actually pursuing my dream. It was because I saw the potential. I, I think I told you, I was like, I see potential in you, but I feel like you're wasting it. Just like I see potential in myself, but I mm-hmm. waste it. Every single day I wake up and I'm not doing what I want to do, I'm wasting it. You know what I'm saying? So at the time, I was like, I need to pour into him. And we weren't close at the time. This was a, I had gone to college for a semester. I moved away and then I moved here. This one we stopped talking for like a year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Our, you know, it wasn't that we weren't friends. We hate yeah. each other. We just, you know, past kind of went the opposite ways. And it, it's crazy to think that we went from being like super close to just kind of separating, which is life. You know, we happens. just slowly stopped talking. Yeah. Because like my life got busy, your life got busy. Mm-hmm. And then somehow we started talking again. So yeah, yeah, no, that's how, that's funny how life works, man. I've had a lot of situations in my life where, like with one of my good friends now, we hadn't spoke. Actually, we had a falling out, and we hadn't spoken. I would say two and a half years, and when I got out of a relationship, and this was last summer, as soon as I got out of a relationship, and I was completely torn and like awful, that person was there. And it's super weird to think full circle about how that works. So in our situation, it was like, it was almost like, I wouldn't say it was your call for help, but it was your call for like, not even advice, but just like, I wouldn't, I don't know how to explain it. Like you just didn't know. I was. You yeah. were just in the unknown. You were like in this unknown gray area and you're like kind of just standing here. You're like, I don't know if I go to, do I chase the dream or would I just go do what I got to do to. The easy way out. Yeah. And I'm I'm very happy that you didn't do it. And not because you wouldn't be a great, you know, military man or anything like that, but you didn't settle. And I think that's awesome. And I think that you writing the script and you lining up all these things, like me watching this unfold is awesome. I think it's so cool to watch you do that. And, you know, like I said, I hope I can be a part of any you know part of it in any way I can. So, you know, I just wanna say I am proud of you, bro. Like this is this is awesome. Thank and you. I hope it works. So let me ask you a question. Where is this film going to go? So the first season is going to be going on just YouTube for free, fully free. Kind of get your foot in the water a That's little bit. That's to get, you know, testing out the waters mm-hmm. and hopefully get, you know, a small viewing, a small audience. Mm-hmm. Hopefully to start spreading it to where it can kind of get bigger. And then... I don't know where I don't know yet. Where it's going to go from there? <laughs> no, that's that's smart. But, you know, like, don't sign any contracts. Yeah, I'm you keeping know, it, it open. After the first season is released on Net on Netflix. <laughs> no, I wish. Yeah, right. I wish. Where's on, that contract? Yeah, I would sign that in a second. Mm-hmm. After it's released on YouTube, uh, hopefully get an audience. If it's not big enough for the first season, then the second season will go out. I know the second season is going to get an audience. I know for a fact. Okay. It is wild. Okay. I believe you. I, I, I really do. If you had that confidence, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Because that confidence is important. So if you believe in that, in that film that you're writing and you know, you're you you know know doing your whole thing, then I'm with you. I believe in it. Yeah, so I'm... It's going to be fully free. This is going to be the first thing ever to go on YouTube this big that's free. 
and you put a lot of money into it. Too. I am. Like I said, you know, you're getting zero return on investment except for impression, and that whole impression comes from: Do we like the film? Do we hate the film? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's that's the whole basis of it. Now let me ask you a question: Are you gonna drop it by like in week weekly forms, kind of like uh, like network TV almost, where they drop an episode a week? So, are you just gonna drop it like a Nugget Ethics kind of film? I think the season? first season I might drop fully, just one. Just, just put it. Drop out. the whole first season. Market. The hell no out one of it. has heard of it or mm-hmm. seen it yet, so I don't want people to watch the first episode and be like, eh. Yeah. And then stop I watching. Think, I think the most important part of that is like their marketing. How, yeah. Exactly. How are you gonna market this? And I think word of mouth. And biggest social part. media are the two biggest forms of marketing. So, you know, I know you have teams. I know you have a team set up, and I know you have people in place to kind of work through that. So, you know, I'm I'm really curious to see how it unfolds, man. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. how one little decision, one signature, yeah. my life could have went a whole different whole way. Different way. Yeah. Well, do you have anything to plug? Um, we kind of like run out of time now, but I you know I just wanted to. <laughs> Uh, I know we kind of went off basis from when we actually, you know, what we were talking about in the beginning and our story and things like that. But yeah. I'm glad that I got to kind of dive into, you know, what you're up to in this film. And I think it's a great, you know, thing for you to put out there, the whole production behind what you're doing. So is there anything you want to plug? Is there anything you want to say? Um, let, it, let it lose, bro. My YouTube channel, Matt Vlogden. Thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, subscribe. <laughs> Are you gonna are you gonna put the film on there? Or are you gonna make no, it's a separate, be a different channel? Okay, so I don't so, want to put it along with vlogs and stuff like that. I don't think that would look good on the channel. Okay, so I'm gonna have a different channel and have I'm gonna upload a video on my normal channel saying talking about it and explaining it and having an interview with uh, the actors mm-hmm. and kind of explaining what the series is about and then kind of direct people to go to that channel to watch it. Cool, cool. I'm really excited, man. I'm really proud that you're doing this whole thing. I really appreciate you, you know, giving me some insight. And um, not that there's very much of an audience behind this podcast right now, but I think you're kind of letting it into the world, man. And I think, you know, it's awesome. I I really appreciate you kind of going in depth about this whole process that you're going through as a writer, director, actor in this home, you know, this whole film thing. I'm really excited. Um, I wish I lived closer so I can give you more help. And I could be a little more hands-on with you, but unfortunately, it's not the case. But I really do appreciate you coming on and you know being super open about that. Yeah, of course. Thank you, really. Thank you for like. Honestly, thank you for the motivation to keep me from the military because <laughs> I wouldn't be doing this. But you are, um, you are welcome, man. No, like Just, I appreciate all the help, like in, in, even advice you've given me for this series. Yeah, like everything helps. All right, you know, like I said, anything I can do to help, man, I'm always here. I, I mean, I'll take a few thousand dollars for it. <laughs> we'll talk about investments at another time, but um, I really appreciate you being here. Thanks, guys, for listening. Um, this is episode one. Um, I really had no plans or basis of like where I, really where I wanted to go, um, but I became really interested in, in allowing people to know your story behind this whole. It's almost like a two-year journey of how you know everything's kind of transcended into now. But um, thank you guys for listening. Um, I got more podcasts on the way. I don't really know where I'm going to go with this whole podcast thing. I don't know if it's going to be interviewed. Today was kind of an interview form because I was really interested in his story. And I think, you know, people could actually grasp onto that. And, um, there might be somebody listening who was in the shoes of, do I, you know, what decision do I make? Um, whereas Matt's was kind of military or dream. Um, and he chose the dream and he's, he's kind of risking, whereas he would have been risking for the military as well. So, um, you know, maybe... You kind of help somebody out there. But I really appreciate you guys listening. Thank you again. And uh, we'll see you on the next podcast. Thanks.